We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Jack Ramsey's Postgame Show. I'm your host, Danny Morang, joining us always by Brandon Sprague. You're not illustrious tonight because neither neither of us are illustrious. Mm-hmm. Nobody involved with this team right now can feel any bit of illustriousness. It is mm-hmm. uh, it's a rough night. Final score not really as indicative as the flow of the game, and even that feels kind of weird to say. Trailblazers fall 118-103. It's a 15-point loss. Blazers closed it to 7 to. Make sure I get my air quotes. Make it a game in the final yeah. final quarter, but I mean it was it was nice, but you knew it wasn't a game. I couldn't get a stop. Yeah, and that was kind of the theme of the night. Even though the Warriors didn't shoot all that well from three outside of Steph and, and hilariously Wiggins, uh, I believe yeah Jordan Poole was the only one who hit more than one three outside of those yeah. two guys. Uh, Wiggins and Curry combined 9 of 20 from 3. Uh, everybody else was, I believe, 3 of 17. Yeah, they, they couldn't hit anything from anywhere else. But the Warriors shot almost 70% inside the 3-point line, 54% from the game. Uh, if it wasn't for 15 Warriors turnovers, this game's probably a little bit more sideways than it was to begin with. The Warriors played with their food to, I think, start that game a little bit. And even then, uh, after one quarter, the, the Warriors led by one. <laughs> well... Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, you know, I saw that from Sam, and 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 there's probably something to that because they're 16 and two for a reason. Yeah. But I kind of just was expecting the game to flow that way, where Golden State kind of comes out a little sluggish, Portland plays okay, and kind of matches the intensity. And then mm. to your point, you look up, and you're like, oh, they still lost that quarter by one. Yeah. And Steph, by the way, sat the last five six minutes of that quarter, so you're like, okay, this this kind of makes you feel a little worse. But um, I don't know, man. It's it's the same old thing with this team. Every single post game with a road game, aren't we saying the same things over and over? Yeah, the team now falls to one and nine. One and nine on the road. Okay, so let's think about this. There's 41 road games in a, in a year, right? Uh, yeah, I mean it's basically a fourth of your. <laughs> so you're just about there. Uh, sorry, I forgot to post on the Blazers edge. There we go. Um, they could go, so they're one and nine right now. In order for them to go five hundred on the road, there's thirty-one games remaining to hit five. Well, to five, you can't be five hundred because there's forty-one. But you're trying to basically get to twenty wins. Nineteen 
19 and 11 the rest of the way, huh? Hard to see that happening. <laughs> I mean, look, it, some be of 20, this 20 be, or, yeah, no, 19 and 12 the rest of the way. Some of this is just going to, you know, it's it's going to be luck of the draw. It's going to be who you got when you got them. We've seen that by this team before where they've kind of fallen into some luck in that regard. But the way they're playing, assuming everything stays as is, it's I don't know how this team does that. Uh, I, I know how. Kevin Dew. Shout out Kevin Dew in the chat. Uh, 40 and 1 and 1 and 40 still in play, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that NBA record, let's do it. They're, they're going to suck at least make NBA uh, history books here. God. Uh, everybody worrying about Norman Powell. I'm watching for updates. I haven't seen anything yet. Nothing has come across uh, other than the announcement in game from from Blazers PR, so uh, wasn't it a quad contusion? Yes. So, and uh, I start thinking about this. It was was it a, it was a quad to begin the year, wasn't it? But I think I it might it was have been. A knee. He's had a couple lower body injuries already. Let me, let me look it up real quick. Go ahead. So, uh, but he has had some knocks to start the year. Um, you know, as far as with his legs are concerned, which is kind of a bummer because Norm's been probably one of the best things and most cons- he's been the most consistent thing about this team. I, I, don't, a, I don't think I have to yeah. wonder. It was a left knee injury. Left knee, okay. Yeah, when he had so, a couple games he missed. Uh, let's kind of run through the game real quick. Uh, like we already said the first quarter ended up 27-26. When things went sideways, is about half, well, maybe two thirds of the way through the second quarter. Uh, it was a little bit of trading trading baskets there in the second quarter. It wasn't too crazy. Then the Warriors go on a 16-2 run to close out the final four minutes as the Blazers. Uh, and, and particularly Damian Lillard. Um, inopportune turnovers, inopportune four shots, uh, bad floor balance. Everything just kind of sideways. And the Warriors capitalized, man. Yeah, they did. I, you know, I, I thought Dame got frustrated with some fouls or plays that he thought he got sure. fouled on. He got the technical there in the first half. Um, sometimes with Dame, too, like he has these nights where he's a little off, but he kind of presses it, and sometimes he guesses, I think, wrong on when he chooses mm-hmm. to do that. This is kind of one of those to me, right? Like he's had a good last couple games. He started to look like Dame, especially from, from the three-point line. And you come in, and this is the game that we all know that he, he kind of cares about the most when he comes back to the Bay Area so he can try to put it on a show. From time to time, you press a little bit. Kind of felt like that's what tonight was for Dame on the end of a back-to-back. Yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely a, a situation where I think you look at trying to will guys into a position where they, they maybe they didn't quite have the juice. Uh, a little bit of, uh, I think, a little bit of a turkey hangover. I think and probably say it factored into this game for both teams, to be honest. So it's it's one of those things where I just kind of sometimes it, it it works out, sometimes it doesn't uh, when you're when you're looking right. at these kind of situations. But for the most part, I thought Dame had kind of a weird game. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, just just all over. I felt uh, the same way. Uh, Blazers go down in the half. Uh, what, what was supposed to be a close game uh, was it down fourteen uh, at the half, and then they come out uh, the two technical free throws. They missed one hilariously after Scott Brooks got ejected for yelling at Zach Zarba at halftime, uh, and then the Blazers proceed to get waxed again in the third quarter, twenty six thirty three. And those third quarters, you mentioned them in the pregame, right? With yeah. Sam. And honestly, I thought the Warriors took took their foot off the gas a little bit. They they were they were in control, but they didn't really stomp it down, uh, and I think that allowed the Blazers and particularly Anthony Simons to come in and, and get yeah. going. Which, if nothing else in this game, Brandon, I will take that away. Yeah. That Ant found his shot. Ant found got a little. I I thought him and Nas looked sideways in that first half. Well, yeah, it was a little bit of a rough night for Nas. He had one possession where he kind of just missed a bunny, and mm-hmm. that was like a pretty pivotal point for them. Yeah. He just didn't really have it tonight on that end. Uh, really nice to see that from Ant in the second half. I mean, he was on fire, but the bench was lifeless in the first half. Yeah. The bench, pointless. The bench was doing nothing. They're quite literally pointless in the first half. Yeah, they were across the, right. over across the board. It was worst bench performance of the season. I think it's very easy to to, to say that. Um, well, I, I think we agree on this. Like even when they cut into the deficit, you didn't really think they were going to be able to do it because they couldn't defend anything. If Golden State wanted a three or a wide open layup or dunk, they were getting it. Yeah, and that's really they straight line drive in uh, in the chat. Evan James says outside of Nurk, no one played defense. I'd argued outside of the first quarter, no one played defense. I think Nurk did in the first quarter. I think he did really well in a couple of possessions. I even highlighted one yeah. where I thought he was spectacular. Uh, I thought he got really tired really quick, and then Draymond Green beat his ass. That's it. Kind of felt like that. Like the energy was getting drained mm-hmm. as because I mean he put in a lot of minutes and and 
an effort last night against Sacramento. And that's kind of my frustration about yesterday's game is you got a great Nurk game and you squandered it to a yeah. bad, bad team. And then you come in this night and I thought he gave you some positives. Wasn't perfect by any stretch, but I thought he gave you some positives. Did get his butt kicked a little bit on the boards, but he's, you just, you're not going to be able to squander Sacramento games and rely on beating Golden State and Golden State. <laughs> Gold, Golden State and the, and the Jazz in Utah. I, I mean, don't care what, what state right. of affairs is going on with the Jazz that they just lost to the Pelicans. If you want to see something disgusting, go look at the Blazers' all-time record in Utah. Why? Well, yeah, it's, we don't need to go there. It's it's it's, it's gross. It's, yeah. it, is, it is one of the most lopsided things in this franchise's yes. history. It's just a stupidly difficult place to play. But but that's, you know, we'll, we'll talk about a couple other guys here, but when I was watching this game tonight, I wasn't surprised by what I was seeing. I said this in the pregame no. show. I didn't buy it. But I was getting more frustrated thinking back to the Sacramento game because that's a game they just should not have lost. Those are games you can't afford to lose when you come into a playoff race and, oh, you're one game back at the end of the year. That's right. They lost to Sacramento twice in their first 20 games. That's insane when you really start thinking about it. Two of their losses in their first 20 games at home and on the road in Sacramento. Uh, I I thought it was great to see and hear uh, quick after that game, he basically tweeted out, that loss sucked. Like, there's no excuses. The, like, good teams win that game, and then listen to Richmond uh, on Locked On, which, again, uh, we're not competing with Locked On here. We are friends with Locked On here. Um, listen to Mike. Listen to us. Listen to both everybody of us. Everybody can eat. Yes, everybody can eat at the, at the Blazers' table. Uh, but Mike basically said this, echoed the same things we said that night, which was, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know, like, what do you – you fancy yourself this, like, competent team. Competent teams, like you're allowed to have like a couple of these each year. It happens because sure. you'll you'll pick up some dumb ones you probably don't deserve too. Right. That, that that'll happen. You'll get some schedule advantages. You'll get some teams in a weird place. But and here's the thing: when that opportunity presents itself, and that Kings team was basically like falling on the sword, all you need to do is just push them, just finish them off. That's all you had to do, and you couldn't do that. And that's. That's that's bad, man. That's like <laughs> Can I can I add to what you're saying? Yeah, go. Absolutely. So like without sounding kind of ranty, cuz I I don't want every I don't want every one of these to be like, "Oh, they went on a big rant." Like sometimes you will, sometimes you won't, but to add to what you're saying, I guess I didn't understand as a guy who looked ahead at the schedule a few games back and I said, "Uh, you know, Denver kind of shaky. That's always kind of a toss-up uh, at 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 Portland." Mm. You looked at some bad teams. Like, I just looked at the schedule and played the schedule game. And I said they were winning five in a row going into tonight's game. They got the first four. They held serve at court uh, or at home. Mm -hmm. And they get to that Sacramento game. And going into that game, there was almost this weird, oh, they're a different group now. This is a, this is a, this is the team. There were some narratives out there. Well, there, there was. And, and, and look, I'm not. I'm not saying there weren't positives to take away from that run, but like I also am honest and real about this. The process was still the process. I didn't see that and go, well, this is going to be some way different team when they hit the road and play legit contenders. I didn't, I didn't expect them to win tonight. I don't expect them to win in Utah because those teams are better than them. So there was this weird four game win streak where it's like, we fall for this every year. They win four in a row. Oh, oh, and then they lose in the first round. So it's like I, I need to see a little more consistency than just four games. And the Sacramento game pissed me off because it should have been a five-game winning streak, and you played around. 
Uh, Cooper Ching in the chat says they don't. They just don't care enough. They are too comfortable with losing and failure. I don't think it's quite that far. I just think they're not good enough on that end. I got another one from Jason that says I I I'm not. He says I wish Stotts was back. This team seems like they've quit already. I think there's some complacency more than anything else. If you for as far as what Cooper's talking about getting too comfortable, and that falls into they know what they are. Yeah, like they. For anybody out there, it's like, oh, they're just no, no, they know too, guys. That's why Damian Lillard told us at the beginning. Of the year, it's gonna take us a little while. We need you to be patient. We didn't, I, we didn't bring this up, but when they beat, um, which game did CJ have a big, big game against at, in their home stretch? There, they had the, th- got, the thirty-two point game, the TNT game. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Denver. Okay, they beat yeah, you, Denver. Yeah, and CJ gets interviewed, and CJ had even said in that he thought that they were ahead of where he thought they would be at that point in their schedule. And it was two games over 500. I thought, what was it with this group where they thought they were going to be that cheeks, bad? just complete cheeks. They could see it. Like you were in practice together and it was so bad that you had to tell us at two different points of the year, hold on to your butts. And now through 20 games, Brandon, God, I wish I had a freaking cowbell. Bing, 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 20 games in, Brandon. We made it 20 games in. So I did an unofficial poll halfway through the third quarter with less than half of a game left before the Portland Trailblazers hits 20 games played. How do you feel about the, quotes, new Blazers defense? With, let me go ahead and refresh here, 305 votes, 46.6% say it's the same. 19.7% say it's worse. 23.6% 23.6% say I can see the growth, and 10.2% of you are absolutely nuts and say it just needs more time. Hmm. So basically two-thirds is saying it's the same or worse, and a third is saying it's, ah, I can see it's a little better. And I think that you're probably a little I, bit more of the eye of the beholder how there. See, how do you see better? Can we because be they're not 29th. Like, I, I, I can but, see the... But they're also not number two. Why do we only cite the defense? With this team, with this amount of people who don't defend, why do we only cite the defense? If they're going to suck on defense, which most of us knew they would, doesn't the offense sliding worse actually hurt this team more than help it? Am I wrong on that? Because when you're between 20, what, 24 and 30, what's your – sometimes it can be a wide margin, but, like, you're not talking about the biggest of differences on most nights. No. And the thing is, this this team doesn't need the biggest. Like, they don't need it to be, like, a world-beating defense. They just need to be able to contest some things. And I thought the one thing that Sam pointed out in the pregame that was just like, okay, dude, rub it in. You've got 13 dudes outside of Steph Curry that are 6'5 or taller. It's just Well, they know what the league is. The league is 6'5 wings, and you're not going to get all the Jalen Browns in the world. So what's the best way? You take some swings. You hit on some guys like Toscano Anderson. You like, hit on pool. You hit on pool. And then you take some known quantities. You you get, you know, a Bielitsa, a Porter Jr., a GP2, a Pell. Yeah. You get and they, they didn't have Iguadala, Kaminga's not ready, Wiseman hasn't played, and Clay Thompson hasn't played. But but here's the thing. I, I don't know if you're meaning that as like uh so, towards the Blazers with that. But no, just, what, just what, kind of like how ridiculously deep that team is. Oh, what I was going to say is I think that's way more of a compliment to them. Yes. Finding those pieces that fit so, so well with Steph. I mean, a lot of people would fit well with Steph, but you see yeah. my point. But I mean, the same thing is true with Dame. Like, it's just... 
it, it is what it is. And you you look at tonight, uh, the scoring for the Warriors, they didn't get much from their bench, but Draymond got 12, 12, and 8. He His impact, three blocks, two steals. His impact was felt, and I thought he had a sloppy floor game. Uh, six yeah. turnovers. He was really bad in the first half with the ball. That was uh, their first quarter story. They caused a, a Golden State had a lot of turnovers, five or six in the first yeah. quarter, and they only got two points off those turnovers. Steph and Dre were, were trying some cutesy shit. Uh, but they, it looked like they were just like, I wonder if this will work quite well, a bit. You can always try those things on Portland. And that was part of my thought process. Like, they just looked at the game like, eh, it's Portland. And they, they can't defend them. They know that. And that's, like, that's both an arrogance and a confidence and even more like a knowledge. Like, I know I can try some stuff here because they're just not good enough to stop it. Yeah. And it's, sure. not, and it's not like the, 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 uh, the, the, the new coach will solve everything. People can be like, well, Chauncey just didn't know. Like, they threw some different looks at him. They, they got more aggressive. They sent two. They, they got Steph to give up the ball. But the problem is you're giving you're getting Steph to give up the ball to, to arguably the best four-on-three playmaker in the NBA yeah. in Draymond Green. Yep. So it's not like it's like this great situation to put yourself in. Like, yes, you got the ball in the best shooter's hand in the, in the history of the league. Now you've got it in a playmaker's hands who's incredibly good. And they've got a bunch of guys who are going to be willing cutters, and and they've got the size to finish in traffic and rebound and punish you on the offensive glass. Uh, what was one of the things that I thought um, underlying? You look at the game tonight. The Blazers got murdered on the glass. Oh, forty-eight, thirty-seven, seven, eleven on the offensive rebound. Nurk with a four four total rebounds tonight. Not a good night for him on the boards, but you could yeah. see the, the activity. See this, yeah, you could see the activity. Like Golden State knew we're going to be a little shorter in a lot of cases. So you had three or four guys that felt like on the glass every time just playing the tip game. They played a lot of the tip yeah. game. Tip it to myself, tip it to Steph, whatever, and get out on a break or get the offense going. Um, and with Portland, you know, if if Nas isn't in there attacking, if Norm's not in there, you kind of look around, right? Nurkic doesn't really play with Larry. So it's like it's it's kind of one and done in most instances, right? It's It's Nurk and you hope. Or it's the other team with two or three, and and Portland just doesn't get that kind of effort uh, consistently from their high minute uh, guys. Uh, this is from Daniel G. This said this team needs a real change. We need a big trade. Tell the guys no one is safe. This is Olshay's fault. He screwed us for years. I mean, yeah. yeah well, mm-hmm. he's still in charge, and nobody's really running the ship right now. I, I, I said something like, uh, I think it was. Uh, there's a uh, there's some news that they could drop right now that could basically cover up the stink of this game. And people are like, wait, is Olshay getting fired? Guys, I wasn't like hinting that I had anything. Well, I'll tell was... you right now, if you're going to bring him back, just announce it. Get this done. Rip the Band-Aid off. People will be outraged. What, whatever it is, it's... Get figured out. Last time they, they dropped the investigation was at 1030, so we got about 30 minutes. But how... Are we talking two three, or three weeks ago? It's three. Okay. Like, it's been a while, dude. You, you got to shit or get off the pot on this. I, yeah. I get it. There's some investigation, legal mumbo-jumbo stuff. But come on, you got to wrap this up. This team... Who's who's dictating what this? Who's running anything? Like you're you're able to start trading guys basically in two weeks. And I've heard, you know, Sean has said multiple times that Neil is still at the facility. But like, does that mean he's really in charge? Is he allowed to be in charge? If he's not, who is? Is that person just talking to Neil? And it's just it's not it's not great right now, right? They're playing this badly on the road, and then there's nobody kind of at the helm future yeah yeah uh and real quick thank you all for being here um games like this it's not fun to come in here and talk about the same issues over and over again it's really not so we we try not to to beat it to death belate it to death talk about the good talk about the bad but this is kind of good yeah we we, yeah you got some good 
I got one good that I wanted to mention. I okay. don't want to forget it. Okay, well, give me one second. Let me, let me get the plug in real quick. Thank you all so much. Remember, like, rate, review, subscribe. If you're sitting here watching live, if you're sitting here watching on the toilet in the morning, uh, disgusted at the game, please do us a favor. Help us grow the channel. Click subscribe. Share us with your friends. Come out of the bathroom and go, hey, guys, did you watch this show? They were talking about how awful the team was last night, and they were spot on. <laughs> we appreciate that. I'm sorry, like Brandon. That. Give us, give us our, give us our good thing to talk about tonight before I, before I get into our, my really bad headline. So it's a good thing masquerading is a bad thing. Okay. Okay. The mask is ugly. It's not great, but inside it's a great thing. So your boy gets really hot in the second half. Mm-hmm. He every time he shot the ball, I know I I saw the numbers, but it felt like every time he shot the ball, it went in. Mm-hmm. He was in fuego. There was a possession with three forty left. They could have cut it to single digits. Or no, they were down they, eight. Yeah, they got it, they and, got it to seven. And Ant had just hit like the previous three shots. I already know where you're going with this. And Larry Nance got the ball right at the wing behind the three-point line. He upfaked, and instead of moving the basketball and finding the hot hand. Drove I right into Draymond's chest. Drove right into Draymond's chest. Draymond gets the block, catches the block, passes the ball. And I thought that moment, it doesn't make or break the whole game, but in that moment they were that close. They had the hot hand and he doesn't even touch the yeah. basketball, that was a bad possession. That was frustrating. And the thing is, Larry is not the guy. Like He just happened to be the guy that time because the possession before that, he did the exact same thing to Wiggins. He caught the drive yeah. and just took it from him and snatched it and took right. it. And I think that was a little bit of Larry like, hey, listen, man, I'm, I'm making some good plays here. Uh, he had 8.6 rebounds, 3 assists, block. Uh, just it's an overall effective Larry game. I thought he didn't touch the ball nearly as much as he should. I thought the ball stopped between Dame and CJ a little too much. Uh, Portland shot like crap tonight from three. But that uh, possession is a good thing because Ant was, I mean, he was on a heater. Like, he oh, yeah. should have had another shot. There's, there's no doubt about it. He was 7 to 13 on the game, 5 of 10 from three for Ant. Uh, you take Ant's threes out of the game. He was, they were what, 8 of eight of 28, I think? Yeah, they were, they were crap from three outside of that. And, uh, a big part of that was by design. And this is why I always talk about the Blazers needing additional playmaking. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Warriors came up with a game plan of knowing how to play Damian Lillard. It's because they've done it, and they've done it successfully in the past, and they have the exact personnel to do it. They trap, they blitz, they load up to the to the strong side, they load up to the ball side, they load up on Damian Lillard. Even if he beats a trap, there's Draymond Green waiting. There's Andrew Wiggins waiting. There's Otto Porter Jr. waiting. There's Kevon Looney waiting. And there's three, sometimes four, even five at time, loaded all eyes on Damian Lillard. They don't care about anybody else at all. Yeah. And so their their jo- their job was to wall off, play box in one, strong side load, do ever th- everything they can to get the ball out of Damian Lillard's hands and into Robert Covington's hands. And it's not a shot at Robert Covington; he's just not a creator. Let's flash back real quick. Let's go back to 2016, 2017. Every matchup the Blazers have ever had with the Warriors when that dynasty was clicking, and what did they do? Got the ball out of Damian Lillard's hands and into Al Farouk Aminu's hands. Into Mo Harkless's hands. 
The Blazers tried to get Yusuf Nurkic the ball. He made some decent decisions with on, on the short roll. Ended up with three assists, only one turnover. I thought he played well. But the big thing was, of all of Nurk's misses on the shots, they came off of rushed attempts in the first half, where Dre was like, I know what you're going to do. And Nurk's just trying to hurry up and yeah. get there. Instead of just being a seven foot, 300 pound dude, catching and. Honestly, Yusuf Nurkic catching and trucking somebody at the rim, but like not stumbling and falling and knocking them over and drawing an offensive foul, but catching and knocking the ever living shit out of them at the rim. Like, nah, man, you don't want to be here when I right. come through. Right. It almost never happens. And I thought Norm, right before he got injured, did that. He drove, like, he came out in the, in the second half and truck stick Draymond right, right Draymond, at the rim. Yeah. And I went, Jesus, yep. Norm. Yep. And it, it absolutely should have been an offensive foul. There's no doubt well, in my mind. Some dudes want that. Yeah. I mean, let's just call that out, right? Like, some dudes just want that contact. They don't. Norm they seeks it out. It. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a linebacker. Yes. Norm Powell is a linebacker that plays basketball. You want to meet him at the rim. He doesn't know how that's going to go, but he's more than willing to do it. He's not going to shy away from it. Whereas I would say the other guy. He shies away from it. He's a very, he's, finesse may not be the right word. But he like tries to get cute. That's the thing. He tries to thing. get a little cute. You know what I mean? It's, it's a little different approach. Uh, Gabe Lauderdale says, Nurk needs a sick drop step. The thing is, Nurk has the, foot, the feet work package. That's yeah. that's not the problem. Nurk's footwork is exquisite when he gives a damn. His first possession tonight was glorious. Boom, boom, two shoulders to Looney, got Looney up to the strong side shoulder, and then just sealed and drop-stepped him into another dimension. It was, mm-hmm. mwah! I love seeing that shit. You, I could watch that on a loop for days. LaMarcus used to do that like crazy. Hit yeah. that shoulder, hit that shoulder, turn weak side, baby hook over the top. Turn weak side, turn and fade. Just yep. And then as soon as you started cheating to that other shoulder, dip to the middle, Lay it up over. Like footwork-wise, it's it's up here for Nurk. It's always been up here for Nurk. It's playing at the right speed, playing with the right confidence, and 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 understanding the game better than everybody else. Right. When when he gets locked in, it is a wonderful thing. But it's just so few and far between. Yeah. It's that's, that's I, I've, give, I've given up hope. I mean, he is who he is. I think I've reached that point. Unfortunately, it's. it's what, what, there's no evidence to suggest it's changing. Yeah, it's none. It sucks, man. It it, it really does. Uh, speaking of things that suck, uh, my headline tonight. You're gonna absolutely love it. Let me make sure I got it in the right slot. There we go. This one's a shout out to Nate Jones here. Oh no! Ultimate Warriors suplex Blazers. No, nah? no, that's good. Yeah, yeah, all right. I like it. Like that? Okay. Yeah. Um. It's funny is this wasn't even like the ultimate version of the Warriors. This was like, ah, we kind of give a damn. Kind of give a damn. Yeah. Just It's it's very 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 weird spot for this team to be in. Mm. Because this Blazers team we talked about this before we came on stream. They're a three-game winning streak or a four-game winning streak away from being right at like third again. In the Western Conference, because right. the West is so it's, it's going to be it's going to be like 2015, 2016 all over again, where the Warriors are going to get so far out in front, it's going to be two through ten. Yep, and, and you might get a little bit of like two, three, four, and then from like five to eleven is going to be you know 
two, three games, and it's all going to be about health. But that's the stupid thing about this team right now is it's that that lack of separation is going to be rewarded. Well, I, I, it's just um, it's false hope. <laughs> I mean, that's it's it's the most false hope we've had maybe in our sports life. Some people have different teams in different sports, and maybe they've let you down. But Portland's right up there with any team you can think of of giving false hope. Are they not? They they go on these winning streaks, or yes, especially at the end of the year. In the Stotts era, they closed out seasons better than almost any team in the league, and they always made you feel like, oh, they're going to win this series. And look, I've I've fallen for it a couple times, right? I've also been wrong the other way a couple times. This team has weird runs where they get out of the first round due to a couple injuries, or they get out of the first round because of the matchup. Yeah. But they also get their ass handed to them by teams that they're a three seed, probably shouldn't six seed. Um, so I just, I, it's false hope because you're you're right. They could they could still end up with a good seed. I picked them to be a four seed this year. If you told me that's what they were, cool. But I'd name like four or five teams you wouldn't pick to get past them for a championship in the West, right? I mean, you just know I can, not I can, legitimate. yeah, that's, that's the thing is there's, there's a difference. You're not getting that stamp of approval, no. right? Like that's, that's the thing. You don't deserve it. No. And when get I get back to a conference finals and win a game before you like get that kind of stamp. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, that's a big part of this. And you take a look at this team, and again, it seems like every year because they, they close so well at the end of the season, there's always like, with Neil Olshay. Well, in the final 20 games, they had a 14.4 net rating. That's We're taking these final 14 games like they, they, they mean a damn thing, and they don't. They don't. They, those final 20 games of an NBA season, we've talked about this at, at times. Only times I'll, I'll, I'll find it and link it in the chat. There's been a ton of research done about correlation between how a team performs in its first 20 games and versus its last 20 games. And the first 20 games is significantly more indicative of for playoff performance in the final 20 games. It's because at the end of the season, you get teams that are resting, that they're, mm-hmm. they're more concerned with working and, and locking in on certain things than they are about every single win and loss. Teams that are much better than possibly their seeding. It's, it's just not as indicative of, of, of play where day one, even the worst teams think they have a chance, with the exception of like the Houston's and OKC's of the world. But like, nobody picked Phoenix to go to the NBA Finals last year. Nobody picked them. To, like people were like, ah, they're like a six seed. But instead, they just they just get on an absolute rip shit tear and just go. And so you never know when a team can get hot enough to make an eight seed, to make a seven seed, to make a six seed, to just kind of figure it out. And so in the first twenty games. That's usually who you see from a team. Like that's what matters because that's what teams are really. They're the most healthy typically, and they're the most engaged. Because uh, by the All Star break, you kind of know who teams are, and teams that don't have a chance, they're packing it up too. Yeah. So, all right, let's go through just kind of line by line. Just talk about some of the games tonight. Let's start with El Capitan. Um, Damian Lillard, and I said he tripped out of the gate, and I spelled tripped as in like tryptophan. Durkey, get it? <laughs> That's why you're better ones. Yeah, well, every now and then. That, that's sad if that's one of the better ones, right? 16.66, 5 of 15, 2 of 7. Thought the shot quality was pretty crappy tonight. Yeah. Uh, I don't typically... like For all the people last night, or excuse me, last game, that were talking back and forth about Damian Lillard, he got 30 on 18 shots. Tonight, he got 16 on 15 shots. Yeah, he went back to early That is the difference. Yeah, it's not efficiency. And, and if you're not going to be 
knocking down shots, you got to find a way to get to the line. And for all of the, the refs didn't call anything. Guess what? The refs didn't call anything for either team. Figure that out. Be more physical at the point of attack. Be more physical around the rim. What was the title, total foul count tonight? 13 for Portland and 19 for the Warriors. So the Warriors actually ended up getting called for more. Jeez, by six. So, And by the way, a couple of those fouls, I mean, I, I want to see Dame get those calls. I understand his frustration in the moment, but this isn't a referee's dictated anything kind of thing. No, no. Um, by, by the way, speaking of refs, shout out Scott Brooks for giving a damn. I'm, I'm glad somebody was angry enough to get tossed from this game and not have to deal with it. Oh, I'm wondering if that was a Chauncey initiative. Like, hey, man, I, I really don't want to get tossed, but F these guys. And Scott was like, I got you. I've been here before. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Chauncey was like, here you go. Here's 1500 bucks for you. <laughs> yeah. I think it's still 1500 for your first injection. It might be more nowadays. I still remember the story of Joel Prisbilla's wife saying that uh, she used to like write the actual physical checks. And it oh, used that's to piss fantastic. Her off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she she would say, yeah, no, I write them. <laughs> I, I I tell you what, I'd be very petty with fines. I would pay the NBA in, in pennies. pennies. Yeah. Dri- drive the truck up to the NBA headquarters in New yep. York. Absolutely. <laughs> I would be a very petty person if I was a pro athlete. Here's here's the thing. Depending on what the fine was for, because for those of you that don't know, that fine money does go to charities. So um, I'd believe, still pay them in pennies. I, I know, but. If as long as they allowed me to decide where my my money went, I probably wouldn't be nearly as as quite as petty. <laughs> but like, you know, if if I'm sending money to you know uh, a veterans foundation for like veteran suicide, sure. I'm not going to send it in pennies. Right. You know, <laughs> screw those guys. Guys, you know. here's a distraction. Count these pennies. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, that's 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 a move that you give to the Marines, anyways. So uh, <laughs> I'm Air Force. I can make the jokes. You can all kiss my ass. <laughs> So rough game to Dame tonight. Unfortunately, uh, CJ joined him. CJ McCollum, he was Houdini tonight. Now you see him. Now you don't. Now you don't. 16.7 assists, 6 rebounds, 6 of 17, 3 of 6. He had that about 6-minute period where he scored, I want to say 9 or 11. I have to go back in the box score. I think it was 9. He just was just boom, 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 boom. And then the ball stopping, and then the weird stuff, and then the... I think he just knows they suck. I mean, here's here's the thing. <laughs> Sorry, there, no, no, no. It was the second or third possession of the game, and Jordan Poole just hezzy in and out right hand dribble drive right past CJ, right right past him. No screen, no no other actions. Just sat him down and blew by his ass. And I was just like, Yep, dog, really? Yep, grab him, hold him. Bump him, chuck him, like it was just some Olay shit, and it was. It permeates the team, man, and it pisses me off. And I can only imagine. And this is where I feel bad for a guy like Yusuf Nurkic, who is being more aggressive and not getting blocks or not really, you know, affecting too many shots because he's defending out above the free throw line. So you've got guys that are coming in rotation that's just not happening. And so people are like, well, why isn't Nurk, you know, altering shots? Or where was Nurk on that? It's like he's out there trying to bail somebody else out. And then that somebody else isn't even doing the bare minimum of their job. And if the kinetic chain is going to fall apart that simply, that early in the game, like you can't even say you're tired. 
And I'm not trying to say that about that one possession, but I thought that was like indicative of the team. And that's what's the yeah. frustrating part is like, that's not like a one-off instance. But you don't typically see it to start a game. You're usually a little bit more honed in, right? Yeah. So. Well, I mean, this was the game that many people thought that they'd win. I I don't know how seriously I thought I, they would win. It was just it was one of those things where it was like, it wouldn't have surprised me because of the history of this franchise. Like, I shouldn't say of this franchise, of the, the Lillard era. They have, they have won games they have no business winning pretty regularly. Oh, 100%. I, I just, my thing was how many, how I think, I think, what, two games? What's the record in the Lillard-Curry era at, at Golden State? And two, three wins? Well, Michael Keefe actually has it here in total. Blazers are 9-31 okay. and 31 versus the Warriors uh, during yeah. the Damon Steph career. Okay. Like, yeah, they, so they, it, they kicked the crap out of them. I, I just, yeah, and that's kind of like my point was um, I totally get the, oh, they win the game, they shouldn't vibe. But it's not usually against this team at that place. So Yusuf Nurkic tonight. I kind of feel bad with this one, but I just went with a yikes, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had 17. Like, you were you were cooking when you took shots, but you only had four rebounds. I think my yikes would be to CJ. <sighs> I, I mean, I think at some point, man, like, the, the contract structures have to matter. You're, you're right. That's probably Like I said, it's probably a little bit unfair to Nurk. But for all of the, like, I'm going to take advantage of mismatches stuff. Yo, I'm with you, 100%. Disappointed tonight. Very disappointed. Four boards. Four boards. And for all of the, well, I take a lot of long shots. It's like, man, I can go back and I'm going to watch this tape tomorrow morning. You know what I'm going to see? I'm going to see Kevon Looney grabbing an offensive rebound. Andrew yeah. Wiggins grabbing an offensive rebound. You know, I'm just going to see guy after guy coming through. Uh, Looney finished with three offensive rebound. Wiggins had two. Toscano Anderson, two. Bielitsa, two. So he had nine right there. So, yeah, 9 of the 11 right there, and uh, the Blazers got their ass kicked in the glass. And Nurk's usually yes. the, the dividing line of not allowing that happen because, well, he's a great rebounder and has been. A, he's been one of the best, if not the best, defensive rebounder on volume in the league this year. Yep. So, for the Blazers, that has been something they kind of go, bloop, I'm going to hang my hat on that tonight. And when they don't do that, well, well... <laughs> <laughs> just gonna say things aren't gonna go all that well all right let's let's get a good note in here okay and I'm, I'm gonna try to not let my my pants get too tight here anthony simons back on track awful first half him and Nas really struggled in this game in the first half it was it was difficult it was a difficult watch i thought they, they both took shots that they should take but they missed them horribly it was kind of a weird situation it was uh this is your dream scenario. This team sucks. It proves your point, and then Ant becomes like the positive you get to talk about for eight. <laughs> what did I tell you? I was most interested in watching this year. Uh, Ant no, Nas. I know. I know. I know. Just because. Uh, rough... Go ahead. No, no. I was saying, we know what this team is, man. Yeah. Rough night for Nas. Um, rough night for them collectively as a defensive team, and then just a rough night for him from the field. That bunny I mentioned that he missed. I, I bet you, I. He wishes he could have that back. Well, he also he he, uh, he retweeted uh, Sports Center earlier. He's not happy about the the way that uh, the uh, it's a Steph bodied Nasir uh, Nasir Little, and uh, his his reply they was y'all like him uh, like a mf or uh, y'all uh, um, uh, mf lie. Come on now. Wow. And it looked like Steph. I think he stepped on. I think he stepped on Nas's foot. I remember watching this one live and going, "What exactly happened here?" He did. He stepped on Nas's yeah. right foot, which. I thought, I thought it was kind of funny that even Steph was kind of like, he didn't flex on him. He was kind of like, oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> no, great to see Ant Cook. 
um, as I mentioned earlier, he was the hot hand. I wish he would have had a couple more shots during that run. Like, I know you're not Damian. I know you're not CJ. But I like think he gets hotter end, than CJ when he gets hotter, though. Well, for sure. But at the end of the day, like, he is one of the dudes on the team that please give him the rock when he's on fire. I, yeah. I really don't care about the experience or whatever. Just you got to ride the hot hand when you have it. He had it tonight. and I felt like there was a possession or two um, where they kind of shot away from giving him the ball. Yeah, Ant finished with a uh, with a nice night tonight. I thought he was impactful on both sides. Uh, his help defense slid down, cut off a few drives, got some deflections, generated some steals. I thought he Steal, stole a couple of Draymond passes. Yep, and uh, rebounding wise, I thought he did a great job. He he actually pulled down some contested rebounds tonight, which you're starting to see Ant's athletic profile ramp up a little bit more and be a bit more impactful. Like Nas's athleticism, you feel. Over and over again, like you just yeah. you you like you feel Nas's strength, you feel his speed, you feel his 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 physicality, and you don't always feel his athleticism. I thought over the last like two or three games, you started to feel well. I think obviously he sat at last game before that. I thought you started to feel his athleticism um, a little bit more, getting downhill, the explosiveness both with the ball and attacking rebounds and in the passing lanes. Uh, Frank D ninety seven E. Uh, says, good note for y'all from a Warriors fan. Simon's was awesome. You guys put fear in most of our fans with the first half of the first fourth quarter. No quit. Well, I guess it's always fun to see from the, the other side of things. Like, oh, no, that, that actually did feel like something. Whereas Blazers fans are like, oh, we're dead inside. They weren't actually close in that game. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you there, Frank. It's just um, one of those situations as a Blazers fan. We, we've seen this story uh, quite a bit, unfortunately. Yeah. <sighs> So that's the good news. Oh, it sounded like great news. <sighs> so we've kind of already touched on a little bit, but we have no further news on Neil O'Shea. We are three weeks into this, which I think this is probably a bigger indictment on the whole situation than anything else. Is that like you can hear Quick, you can hear Richmond, you Ventress, Gonzano, whoever it is out there that is reporting on things, and every Hyken, Gunderson. Everybody out there who's plugged in, we have we are all on the same page, and that is nobody has heard a bleeping thing for a couple days now. Yeah, I think it's coming out next week. I don't. I have no idea. None, and I don't know. I don't know which way it's going to go. Like every little leak tied up, wherever it was coming from, it's gone. So. I don't know, man. It's it's kind of like like everything with this team. I just don't know. The one oh, thing I know is that put me out of my misery and tell me he's coming back because that's what it feels. That's like what it feels season. like. Yeah. Let's kind of wrap up here. Twenty games in. What's your what's your bow? What what, what, what are you? We said we'd give it twenty games before you came came up with anything. Where are you landing? Um, I mean, I I wish I could tell you more. Twenty games in, but the team's exactly what I thought they'd be. They win some, they're going to lose some, they're going to be frustrating, might have a couple good games in there, but largely inconsistent, and running it back was the worst possible thing you could have done, and Mr. Investigation, who fancies himself the smartest guy in basketball, decided to do maybe the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Seen a couple of good things from Chauncey. I like I like how he's willing to try with mm-hmm. rotations and experiment and play certain guys, um, their minutes. I also don't think he's perfect. Um, I see no difference on offense largely outside of, uh, oh, hey, it's Dame, or, oh, hey, it's CJ going off. 
And defensively, like to me, I don't think the defense is any better than it would have been with Terry because of the players they switched out with the other two that they brought in. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like uh, it's not an F for the head coach, but I'd say it's uh, B minus C plus. Like it's to me not very impactful and a huge difference. And he's still learning on the job too. So it's really not even, I, I think his fault. It's mainly what I said at the beginning there. It's 20 games and it's what I expected because they did the one thing you weren't supposed to do. So here you are. When I look at this through 20 games, the thing that I think that I was wondering about the most is the thing that I had the least amount of questions about right now. And that's Chauncey Billups. I think he's been fine. Not great. Not awful. I think he's been fine. I think he's mostly pushed the right buttons. I've heard some people say, well, he doesn't have his guys ready. So the coach before that didn't have his guys ready got fired for that. So you're going to fire the new coach that didn't have the guys ready, or is it not about the coach in that regards? So when I look at that, I just go, nah, I don't, I, I just don't, I don't subscribe to that. I don't buy into that. You're professionals. So in that respect, I think, Chauncey's willingness, like you said, to try some things, mm -hmm. to pull a few leashes here or there, to let some young guys roam free, to put Damian Lillard off ball just to kind of show everybody, here's Dame off ball. It's not great because you don't have the playmakers necessary to make it all happen. Right. The second you put Dame back on the ball and run some more pick and roll, like it was kind of funny on the national broadcast tonight. They kept talking about how that's Chauncey Billups' offense. I'm like, no, it's not. It's Terry Stotts' pick and roll based offense. That's what that is. And that's not like a, oh my God, Stotts is great and Chauncey's bad. It's like, no, that's just the bread and butter of what Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic do really bleeping well. By Brian Anderson would have you believe that Stotts legitimately was telling his guys to just play one on one. And Chauncey Billups came in saying, we're going to reintroduce the pass. Yeah. <laughs> that. I don't think you're watching this team very much there, Brian. So just on that note, the Blazers have more assists. They're moving the ball more. And you know what their offensive rating is? Mm. Almost identical. Passing is not indicative of a good offense. It's not. There's no correlation there. It's easier to watch. There's no doubt about that. It's a, it's a more aesthetically pleasing game when everybody's touching it. And you get the psychological impact of it. There's no doubt about that. But as far as the direct correlation to, to effective offenses and passing, it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's it's not there. So uh, we'll, we'll wrap up there just because Brandon's about ready to fall asleep on his keyboard. It's way <laughs> past your bedtime. Uh, obviously, we're going to have, let's see, the next game is against Utah, and that is... On Monday. Is it Monday? I knew they got two days off. I just couldn't remember when yeah. it was. Yeah, it's Monday. Okay, so the next time we will be around is Sunday for the Mailbag Pod. So, if you have questions, get them in. Ramsey's at gmail.com, and then at Danny Morang, at Brandon Sprager, at Ramsey's. Let us know it's for the mailbag on Twitter, and we will answer as many questions as we can. Uh, as we're going to have two days off in between, I will post the tweet again tomorrow to let everybody know. And then again on Sunday before we record, just to kind of get it all tied up and ready to go. But hey, we are where we are. Through yep. 20 games, I thought they would be 9-11. and 11. So they're better than you thought. One whole game. Which really doesn't mean a whole lot. No, I mean, <laughs> through 20 games, one game is really not that all that much. It's just a, it's a coin toss, and I think they they probably should be, I think, in, I think I'll have to check now. I have to clean the last little update. I bet you they're probably supposed to be 10-10. and 10. 
based on the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing some regression where it's not quite as sideways in some of these games. Um, the teams that are beating them are beating them, and the teams that aren't aren't. And there really isn't a lot of competition in between. So, uh, Frank says, careful, Utah's pissed from their loss today. Frank, trust me, I'm not picking this oh. Portland team to win that game. Nope, nope, I, nope. I don't We're think Brandon Utah is either. Nope. So... Said it before the pod. I said, oh, great. Utah lost to the Pelicans at home and called each other out. I can't wait for the Blazers to play on Monday. <laughs> God. In man. Utah, a place where they, they're, they're, their winning percentage is like 24% all oh, time. Oh, my Lord. It's brutal. So uh, remember, guys, you can uh, find us wherever podcasts are available. Jacks, Ramsey's like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us get some reviews on there. We got a ton when we first launched. We got a ton about a month ago, and some of them were lagging. So if you like us, let us know. If you love us, let us know. If you hate us, let us know. Uh, it always helps to grow the podcast and share us with your loved ones in this holiday season. I hope everybody had a great and safe and grateful and thankful Thanksgiving. Uh, We'll see the first will come before Monday. No, all my days are all messed up. So I will drop Wednesday, Wednesday, I will drop the membership stuff and I will drop the live watch party stuff. So look for that. I will have all of that stuff on there for you guys as we kind of talked about in the pregame show. And I will reach out to Sam and see if we can do a live watch party with the Warriors on the 8th. I think that'd be actually really cool. So like, rate, review, subscribe. If you haven't already, subscribe here to the show on YouTube. And we will catch you guys Sunday. Well, the video will drop on Monday. Monday morning for the mailbag show. So get your questions in. Uh, Everybody take care. Talk soon. And uh, have a good night. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.